Hello and welcome to Max Politics. This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. Thanks so much for tuning in. It is a very tumultuous time in New York politics, and we have a great show for you again this week. Since we last spoke, Andrew Cuomo announced that he will be resigning effective two weeks time, two weeks from yesterday. So that would be the 24th of August, Tuesday, August 24th, somewhere around noontime, if he was being exact, although we've asked for the governor's resignation letter or any such paperwork, and I have not received anything back from the governor's office at this time. So we'll see if that is forthcoming. I imagine it will be at some time, but the governor announced his plans to resign amid a great deal of scandal, including the scathing report from the state attorney general office led by two outside investigators that were hired to look at claims of sexual harassment and assault against the governor. And they corroborated many of those claims and issued a report detailing the governor's sexual harassment, groping, and an overall toxic workplace environment in the Cuomo administration, including some retaliation against the governor's first public accuser, Lindsey Boylan. And so the governor has since announced his resignation, and that means that Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will become the governor, assuming things go as they've been laid out by Governor Cuomo in less than two weeks now. And Lieutenant Governor Hochul gave her first public remarks today since that announcement by Governor Cuomo at a press conference. She spoke briefly, then took about 10 questions from members of the media. She didn't say too, too much, but she promised to say a lot more when she becomes governor. But what she did say today was quite interesting. Uh, Kathy Hochul making some very clear distinctions from the administration of Governor Andrew Cuomo, which she's been a part of as his lieutenant governor. They run on a joint ticket in the general election. She's now here finishing uh, towards the end of her second term as lieutenant governor. Uh, Governor Cuomo had a different lieutenant governor, Bob Duffy, during his first term as he's now in his third term. But Kathy Hochul made some very clear remarks today that her style is to listen first and then take decisive action, promising to be a listener to New Yorkers and identifying solutions as she looks to become the 57th governor of New York and the first woman to hold the position. She promised to fight for New Yorkers every day. She said that she will have a lot more to say once she actually is governor, but she pledged a smooth transition, which she said that the governor also said he would provide. She will be meeting with cabinet officials, she said. She said it was a little too soon to discuss personnel, but that once she talks to those cabinet officials and reviews more She will be putting together her administration. She said that she's ready. She said she's prepared. She said she didn't ask for this, but now she is ready to assume that mantle. Hochul talked about all the big Democratic Party officials that she has spoken with, including some of the state's leaders like Senate Majority Leader Andre Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hastie, among others. And she said she had missed a call from President Joe Biden while she was on a plane today. So Hochul pledged to be not only meeting with cabinet officials of the Cuomo administration, but pledged that there will be turnover. She said she will not be 
keeping anyone around who has had ethical issues. So we'll see what that exactly means. Uh, and, and she acknowledged what everybody knows, which is that she and Governor Cuomo have not been close. The governor has kept her uh, at a distance, both physically and in terms of the policymaking, budget making in his administration. And she said uh, quite a bit more. But we will get into all those details when I'm joined momentarily by my first guest today. Uh, but before I introduce them, coming up later in the show, you'll want to stay tuned for this. I'll be joined by Rebecca Katz, who's been on the show before. Listeners will remember her. She was um, a top strategist for Cynthia Nixon's 2018 gubernatorial campaign that challenged Andrew Cuomo in the primary. Rebecca has a lot of perspective on Governor Cuomo, obviously most of it, if not all, critical. Uh, but from that campaign and more, she also spent some time in the Bill de Blasio mayoral administration after helping get him elected in 2013. So she will have a lot of interesting insights on New York politics. And we'll also talk with Rebecca later in the show about the looming 2022 gubernatorial election in New York. It seems very likely that Kathy Hochul will be the governor at that point and running for a full term as governor. And then we'll see who else winds up being in the Democratic field. The Republican field has already been forming with Representative Lee Zeldin looking like the early favorite to come out there. But with Andrew Cuomo set to resign, who knows how that might scramble things there. So that'll be Rebecca Katz coming up later in the show. Right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by two journalists who've been covering Kathy Hochul and Andrew Cuomo very closely, and we will dig into who exactly the next governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, is and uh, what we need to know about her. So I'm very pleased to be joined now by Bob McCarthy, a reporter with the Buffalo News, uh, which uh, is uh, at least one of Kathy Hochul's hometown uh, news sources, and Anna Grunewald, who is a reporter with Politico New York. Anna, Bob, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Good to be with you today, Ben. Thank you. Thanks for both making the time on this very busy day, as we heard from Kathy Hochul today in Albany. Um, so let's get to what Kathy, what we heard from Kathy Hochul in a few minutes. But let's go back a little bit, because I think a lot of listeners here on the show and many New Yorkers are getting up to speed on Kathy Hochul. And you are two perfect people to help us do that. So, Bob, you've been with the Buffalo News for a long time. You've covered Kathy Hochul for a long time. Can you give us sort of a, a brief uh, rundown of her political career? Sure. Um Kathy Hochul has been very much a mainstay of the Erie County political scene for many years. She started out uh, she started out, interestingly enough, as kind of a insider in the Democratic Party organization of Joe Krangel, who was kind of a legendary party boss here for 23 years from, let's see, 1963 to uh, about 1986. And uh, she was part of that staff of his and part of the, the Krangel uh uh, organization and came up in that. She eventually uh, went on to work for Congressman John LaFalse in Washington, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan in Washington after she got her law degree from Sy from Catholic U and after graduating from Syracuse U. Then uh, she got started in politics, 
as you know, just as the the real local level on the Hamburg Town Board, and she kind of made a name for herself there by working to end uh, tolls on the Niagara portion of the thruway, and she also um, uh, she also then went on to uh, become deputy county clerk. She ran was and was elected as county clerk. Really made a name for herself there, and uh, went then when Chris Lee resigned from Congress, she won a seat in the House of Representatives, and significantly in a uh, very Republican district. Then uh, lost when Chris Collins beat her in 2012. Went into the private sector for a while, chosen as Governor Cuomo's running mate, and the rest is history. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Bob. And and Bob, what would you say in terms of what people should know about sort of Kathy Hochul's political perspective or orientation? Is there a way you'd sort of categorize how she where she falls on the political spectrum or how she sees politics, approaches to po- approaches politics? Well, she certainly has uh, earned, I think, a reputation as a moderate Democrat, but you know, I don't know how moderate she is. I think she promised it today in her uh, in her first press conference that she would be pushing for a very progressive agenda that Governor Cuomo has pushed. Some people would say Governor Cuomo has not been progressive enough, so I think you might be able to question her on that. But by the same token, she emphasized today that she would uh, be promoting a progressive agenda, um, and I think that she has represented that throughout her time as lieutenant governor. She certainly has morphed into a much more liberal politician than she was uh, than in her conservative Democrat days when she was running for county clerk and, remember, running uh, representing the very Republican district that she did um, in kind of the area, the suburban area between Buffalo and Rochester back in those days. So I think you could call her. You know, she's right there with Governor Cuomo on uh, her stand on many of these things. And, you know, I don't think there should be any real difference from the governor on that score. Mm-hmm. Anna Grunewald of Political New York, um, you've written quite a bit about Kathy Hochul's time as lieutenant governor. Um Feel free to jump in with anything you want to add to what to what Bob said, of course. But um, but when it comes to how she's approached the role of lieutenant governor, what should what should people know? You know, I think that Kathy Hochul has been a departure from what we see of many lieutenant governors and even New York's lieutenant governors. Um, She has kept herself extraordinarily busy, even as it seems that Andrew Cuomo has kind of kept her out of his loop or out of his circle. Um, There's always been some distance there. But, you know, in my reporting, even even a couple of years ago, she was not just doing things that the governor wanted her to be a face of, which would be some of of the women's issues, child care, um, paid family leave, all of these policies that she was sent out across the state to promote. But she would add additional things into her schedule. She'd go meet people that really weren't part of any sort of political scheme. It would just be her trying to shake some hands or meet some people or promote business opportunities. Um, And at the time, I think a lot of people wondered, you know, to what end? Um, And I don't think that she could have expected this, but it seems like she had been building a very, very strong profile for herself, completely separate from the governor. And it's very striking that 
the way that she had kind of her own operation going and her own initiatives that she was independently pursuing um, now is looking like the best thing she could have possibly done with the way that Cuomo left office. And Anna, as she did all of that, and and Bob can jump in here after you, um, but I don't. I don't know of any instances over uh, six plus years here where even while she was keeping that busy and making so many public and private uh, appearances, she doesn't seem to have stepped out of bounds uh, as far as as I know with with the governor and and the Cuomo world. I mean, maybe there were some things that that rubbed the governor the wrong way that she did that we don't really know about. But, you, you know, she was also very sort of loyal Cuomo administration lieutenant governor, correct? Yeah, from all appearances. Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure what their interactions were like. And I think that um, there, aside from public appearances, there weren't, you didn't see a lot of like back and forth between them, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. She was definitely there at any any sort of um, event or initiative, hand in hand with the governor, saying this is a policy we should promote. As far as any sort of bickering or I don't know, I guess now it really does seem extraordinary that that wasn't something that we've seen, especially as we learn more about the administration. But um, mm-hmm. it, from my standing at least, um, it was always a very loyal, at least to the the policies and the um, initiatives of the administration. Bob, what would you make of how Kathy Hochul's approached the job of lieutenant governor? Very much what Anna said. She was certainly the loyal uh, lieutenant governor who went around to all 62 counties every year to represent the governor. You never heard her say anything uh, about herself. It was always Governor Cuomo thinks or the governor and I think about this or that. The one, uh, I think, problem that surfaced in the relationship was back in 2018 in the spring when Mm -hmm. uh, the Buffalo News, I think, first reported that uh, the Cuomo forces were trying to knock her off the 2018 ticket. And that's when Jumani Williams was announcing his New York City-based candidacy, and I think there was a real fear within uh, Cuomo land that that this uh, office holder in in New York was going to uh, ha- draw enough votes to knock her off the ticket and then have a problem lieutenant governor um, uh, right there uh, trying to cause all kinds of problems for the sitting governor. So there were efforts to try to dump her off the ticket. The governor was rather clumsy about it, and it never worked in the end because it couldn't work. There was no way that he was going to get her off without just dumping her outright, and that didn't happen. As it turned out, she beat Jumani Williams in the primary and I think uh, established herself as a power in her own right statewide then. Bob, has it been your impression that she has had her eye on running, eventually being the governor, running for governor for a long time? Do you have the sense that she's sort of been really preparing for this and building up for this and potentially even building up for just a campaign if Andrew Cuomo had, you know, run for president or been brought into a Biden administration or for some reason was unable to or unwilling to run for a fourth term short of the scandals that we just saw unfold. Has she has has it sort of come across that that's what she's been in preparation for once she became lieutenant governor? 
That's a really good question, and I think that every lieutenant governor is always prepared for this eventuality because you never know what's going to happen. But I think Kathy Hochul has been grounded in reality throughout her time uh, in Albany, and that reality is it's very difficult for an upstater to become the governor of New York. Let's remember that the last true upstater to uh, be governor was good old Nathan L. Miller from Syracuse, who was uh, elected in 1920. In 1920, so um, she was, I think, realistic about what her chances would be, but always, you know, she always kept her own political campaign fund because she might. Uh, face a primary for lieutenant governor, but that vehicle was always there for her so that she could make her own political organization, and you just never know. And so now here she is, and she's got that political fund and kind of a skeletal political organization of her own, but you can bet that that's going to get strengthened as we go along in the coming months. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's already on its way to being strengthened. Anna, what what do you make of, of what's happening there with Kathy Hochul's political operation and her preparation to run a gubernatorial uh, administration. Um, what do you make of, of the steps she's been taking both on the political side and the governmental side here as she runs a transition? You know, I don't think that anyone, even Kathy Hochul, could have expected this. But I think even as early as earlier this year, when these allegations first came out, if you're the lieutenant governor's staff, you are immediately gaming out what happens next. And there has been so much uncertainty over these past few months about what moves would be made that um, I think that there's been quite a bit of effort, of course, in the background, of course, um, of course, with caveats, but quite a bit of efforts to shore up what will happen next. How would that just all play out? Who from the Cuomo administration might be someone who can help us transition through things? Who are people who we cannot have help us? And I think that um, I'm sure everyone's frazzled. It does seem even in the press conference today, we saw a very different tone, a lot of trying things out for which which reporters would be there and how questions would be asked. Um, but it does seem like there is a plan moving forward. And it does seem like they're fairly confident it's something that they will be able to pull off, not only because there's been plans for it, but because, like she mentioned today, she does have, at this point, an extremely strong network of um, local leaders, state leaders, national leaders. And I think that there are probably a lot of people offering to help, and I don't think that that's something that she or her staff would be turning down at this point. Mm. Bob, you've written that um, uh, Kathy Hochul seems very prepared uh, to, for this transition and that she might usher in a new era of politics in New York. Can you, uh, can you explain those, those points that you wrote about? And I encourage listeners, of course, to read what, you, what you've written. But um, what, what are your, what's your assessment of that preparation and, uh, and, and what kind of new era of politics she might bring? We heard her talk a, a little bit about that in her initial briefing, promising transparency, promising that no one will talk about her administration as a toxic one. Um, what's your sense of that preparation and how she might usher in this new era of politics? Yeah, I mean, there's a <clears throat> there's a headline on the front page of our paper today that says Buffalo's Kathy Hochul is a politician who leads with charm, not fear. And I think that the immediate 
stark contrast. That's also the words used in another uh, front page headline today in our paper. Um, will manifest itself quite quickly. That uh, I think those who we have talked to to kind of get to the root of Kathy Hochul over the past few days will will tell you that when she enters a room, she usually leaves by making a lot of friends. That people like her. I have always said that she is one of the best retail politicians that I have ever observed in her ability to enter into a uh, a senior center or a bingo game or a Rotary Club meeting or even the Economic Development Council meetings that she would preside over as Lieutenant Governor, she would walk in there and leave with a lot of friends because people like her. And so uh, I'm not, you know, it's just, I don't know if how likable Andrew Cuomo has been, but Kathy Hochul has a much uh, better ability to win people over. And as Anna pointed out, she has been everywhere in this state throughout her tenure as lieutenant governor and she has met an awful lot of people and made an awful lot of friends and uh, is ready to call upon that network now as she goes forward so i, I think that's something to watch as, as as she begins to show what her what her plans will be Anna, what did you hear from Kathy Hochul today in her initial press briefing, her remarks, brief remarks to the people of New York? And then she took she took a bunch of questions from uh, from the gathered press. What were your main takeaways from from that briefing uh, and what she had to say both initially and and when facing a few fairly tough questions, but um, a, a bunch of questions from the press corps? Um, I think that she she didn't offer, I guess, a lot of specific details, which is um, <laughs> to be expected since it was just one day ago that the resignation happened, even though it seems like a very long time. Um, she, she was specifically asked the question that a lot of people have been asking, did you know about any of these things going on in the Cuomo administration? And she was very adamant that um, her role traveling around the state so aggressively and uh, specifically as lieutenant governor meant that she was very removed from them. Um, and she said that she was not aware of any of the allegations whatsoever. So I think she very clearly was attempting to distance herself from the administration in as many ways as possible. She also said that um, she didn't name members of transition staff necessarily, but she said no one who is named is doing anything unethical in the report will remain in my administration. There will be turnover. And so that was a pretty clear, um, a pretty clear statement saying that there was not any way that she would want anyone involved in the things that have been really, really difficult for the past several months to be carried over into her administration. Um, and she also pointed out that she is um, very, very ready to move forward, and she's very aware of the challenges she will face specifically with the pandemic. Um, but she said right now those decisions are still being made by Andrew Cuomo. So she said she's getting brief. She said that she is um, aware of the circumstances around uh, COVID and the Delta variant and the rising rates. But those aren't things that she's in direct control of right now as well. Um, so I, I thought that was, that was very interesting that she's making a plan, but she wants everyone to know she's not done that yet. And Anna, uh, we do have to let you go in a minute. You have a, a, another uh, interview you mentioned before, and we'll stick around with Bob for a few more minutes after that. But um, Anna, what'd you make of that? Because, and I want to get your take on this, Bob, too. After I, that, that you know, I, I suppose uh, that's. 
plausible because she is at such a distance from the governor so often. They're so rarely physically in the same place. But, um, you know, her sort of denying knowledge of anything, uh, any of the allegations in the report, um, I don't know, it struck me as as a uh, not something I necessarily right off the bat don't believe, but really, you know, uh, it's a, it's a tough one to know what to make of. What what do you make of that? I mean, I think it's, it's a strong statement. I can't imagine that anyone would say anything else. Um, I, I do, I do think that it that she was famously not part of the uh, the inner circle. Some of the people who were implicated in um, what Attorney General Tish James concluded, but I I do think that. Um, there are a lot of things that travel throughout political circles in New York, and all all three of us know that. And I, there are stories and rumors that can um, make waves that spread very, very rapidly. And not doing any of those might be a stretch, um, but some of the more egregious allegations, I think a lot of the women had said they thought that they would take them to the grave. And so it's quite possible that some of the very specific details um, have been hidden from a lot of people for a very long time. Um, again, I can't make any judgments. I have no knowledge of that. But you're right. It is a pretty strong statement for someone who's been around New York government for a very long time. Right, right. Anna Grunewald, we appreciate the time. Uh, Anna is a reporter with Political New York. We'll be following your work. And thanks for hopping on here for a little bit with us. So glad to be here. Thanks so much. Bob McCarthy uh, of the Buffalo News, what did you make of what uh, Kathy Hochul had to say about the allegations in the attorney general report of um, the sort of toxic culture of the Cuomo administration? That was one of the findings of the report that uh, obviously that's been written about, talked about for for many years. And the report provided some new details and some new official uh, confirmation on that front. But what did you make of her comments on that? And I think that her first appearance before the Albany Press Corps today really had a few things as priorities, and one of them was to separate herself from Andrew Cuomo. Uh, She said, the governor and I have not been close. Now, that's a remarkable uh, admission for the lieutenant governor to say because it you you like to think that they work together and that she has been an important part of the administration but so i have never heard her say that before and she said it today i think in a clear attempt to put some distance between herself and someone who is now always going to have this uh, adjective in front of him disgraced uh, andrew cuomo so as she prepares to maybe make a run at this for on her own, I think she's going to do it as Kathy Hochul and not as Andrew Cuomo's second in command. And I think she began that today, and that was one of the real important takeaways from her appearance in Albany today. Mm. Any other takeaways for you from what we heard? Any um, anything that, particularly as you're as you're watching, you're listening, uh, perked up your ears, and and you thought, oh, that that that'll be something we're really going to need to. Yeah, uh, she check talked back a lot about soon. COVID. Yeah, mm. you know, she talked a lot about COVID. She seemed to try to get across the idea that she's going to get her arms around this, just the way. Governor Cuomo has. She's going to try to uh, keep the state 
role in this uh, as paramount, just as the governor you know, gained a lot of plaudits for uh, a year and a half ago. So I, I think that she tried to just say, that these are the things that are going to be on my uh, instant radar here, and that we are going to devote a lot of state resources and time and effort to. And I think she just was, that was a way of reassuring New Yorkers that uh, the ship of state will stay on course and that she will be uh, at the helm. And, I, you know, that's what I think is expected, wanted, needed of her at this point. And I think she she worked very hard to convey that thought. And in, in your years covering Kathy Hochul and your paper's years, Bob, have you gotten the sense that she likes to be uh, as transparent as she promised to be? Have you gotten the sense that she um, she runs, you know, an ethical team and, and uh, you know, approaches the job with the transparency and the ethical compass that she promised today? Uh, your paper, among others, have reported that there's already, you know, some big questions about her the big job that her husband has. Yeah, um, and I don't think that uh, that's going to change. Uh, I think we're reporting on our website today that he will stay with Delaware North. And remember, he was the U.S. attorney for the Western District of New York for many years. Um, uh, There have been, you know, nothing that's been obvious about that. She has never run into any real ethical problems. There have been criticisms of Hochul as she has flip-flopped on some of the issues over the years, as I pointed out earlier, that, you know, she's... Some of these uh, views that she's had on on guns or on uh, uh, illegal immigration or, excuse me, dri- uh, driver's licenses for illegal immigrants, some of these other things she has changed her views on as she has moved from a regional to a statewide representative. And she'll give you all the reasons for that. That's been a matter of criticism, but I don't know if anybody's ever raised any real ethical questions about her intentions or her actions or anything like that. So far, Kathy Hochul has come up pretty squeaky clean on on just about everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, as lieutenant governor, at least, she's been very accessible to to us and uh, and I'm sure to you and and to a lot of press. So we'll see how what that looks like when she assumes the role of governor. Bob, last minute here. Any other thoughts, anything we didn't get to on Kathy Hochul? Any final things you've been thinking about here as she ascends? We assume uh, it still needs to be made official official. But as she ascends to be the 57th governor, the first woman to hold the role, any other things you've been thinking about that uh, that folks should know? Just that watching her for many years now, she just seems to be always progressing. She seems to be uh, making, you know, she good accomplishments in any role that she has embraced uh, throughout her political career. She seems to learn every time that she does gain one of these higher offices. And if you just look at her six plus years now as lieutenant governor and all the contacts that she's made, all of the uh, friends that she's made uh, without making a heck of a lot of waves. She just seems to always rise to the occasion in each of these uh, 
positions that she's held. Now, we're talking about the governor of a major state like New York now, so she will be faced with many challenges, and I'm sure that she will have her her, uh, share of setbacks. And and that's only beginning. There's no question about that. But she just does seem to be able to to, uh, handle all of this as she goes along. And I think she will be very interesting person to watch as she goes along because now she's really going to be in not only the uh, statewide spotlight, but we... We've got the, we've got all kinds of national attention focusing on Kathy Hochul right now too. So she's going to be really interesting to watch. Well, Bob McCarthy of the Buffalo News, appreciate your perspective. Really glad you could join us today. Um, and uh, and I've always enjoyed reading you and others at the Buffalo News. And now more more important than ever to those following New York uh, state politics. So thank you for for your work and for taking the time here today. You got it. Great to be with you. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. That was Bob McCarthy of the Buffalo News and Anna Grunewald of Politico New York, both of whom have been covering both Governor Andrew Cuomo and Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul quite closely for a number of years, sharing some perspective on especially Lieutenant Governor Hochul and her likely presumed ascension to become the next governor in less than two weeks now after Governor Andrew Cuomo announced his plans to resign yesterday for two weeks from now. There are so many aspects of this shift that will be interesting to watch, interesting to track, just to build off of a couple of things that were mentioned in that conversation. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to be the moderator for the loan Democratic primary debate for lieutenant governor in 2018 between Jamani Williams and Kathy Hochul. You can find the video of that debate. It was just 30 minutes long, but very interesting and uh, had a lot to it. Uh, you can find that video at the Gotham Gazette website. Uh, if you if you Google for uh, Gotham Gazette and lieutenant governor debate, Jamani Williams, Kathy Hochul from 2018. And, uh, you know, Kathy Hochul was there very poised despite a lot of uh, attacks during that campaign from Jamani Williams and, of course, the sort of New York left that was supporting Williams and Cynthia Nixon for governor. Um, and Hochul was was poised. She was there very much as a representative of the Cuomo administration, even though she had to win her primary separately before joining the governor on the ticket for the general election. That's how these elections work. But she was so loyal. She did not want to divulge uh, private conversations and make the governor look bad in any way or take credit for something that he might not like. And we know Of course, we've learned more recently about um, the administration that he's run and some of the reasons she might have concern for saying anything that might bother him publicly. Uh, And so that was that was very interesting. That was one of the biggest takeaways from that debate that she declined to name anything. Um, But she very forcefully stood up also for her record as lieutenant governor, leading some of the administration's economic development initiatives, um, touring the state. When Jamani Williams criticized how she approached the role as, as focused on ribbon cuttings, she defended ribbon cuttings because they're representative of something new and something growing. And so that was a very, very interesting moment from 2018 that, you know, is can be viewed with new eyes here. 